0: For a final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. So glad you're on board with us. Appreciate it as always. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at j l Tire Service check out Lyle and the whole staff. Uh, they're just great people. Uh, I, again, we had a really good time with a lot of our sponsors over the weekend. Lyle was one of them. Just a genuinely good guy. So if you're going to do business with good people, not only do we recommend them because they're our sponsors, but they're just good people. And uh, Go to JNLTire.com right there on Johnson, uh, the Johnson Creek exit off of 94, just north of 94. And then they also have a location up in Watertown as well. Just really good stuff. I didn't want to stop with the Goody stuff, okay? Because I think there's some more to this that I I, I wanted to get to you. So Goody was asked about, you know, trading up for a guy like Jordan Love and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But he was also started to ask about, he was asked about the agents and teams. This is the time of year when guys go to the podium and agents start to talk. Everybody's putting out misinformation, okay? They're trying to take people away from what their thoughts are regarding the NFL draft. That's why I say sometimes... When it's it's discussed, it's what they don't say, which can be more truthful than what it is they do say about certain things. So he was asked. Brian Gudikins was asked when teams or agents when they start putting out all this kind of misinformation, if you will, uh, about the NCAA draft or about the draft, and how does this how, how do you, how do you react to all of this information? He was asked specifically. Here's his answer.
1: You know, it's it was. It's more amusing now than, than probably what it used to be when, you know, when Ted was here. I was I was the one that had to track all that down, you know, and make sure, you know. So it was, it was not, I'm not doing that as much anymore. Maybe somebody else is. So uh, that was really annoying, you because know? you knew it wasn't. You know, you you'd done all this work and you felt really confident. Uh, still, you had to do the due diligence because there are things that do pop up late. But um, I think you got to trust your work. You know, Ted and Ron, and everybody. We always have a saying in the draft room: Let's know what we know and know what we don't know. And you have to be honest about that when you're in there. And if there's things you don't know, you don't know. And you have to be able to move on and pass if you don't know. So, um, you know, when we get to this point, it's kind of, you know, speak now or forever, hold your, you know, so. This is when
0: the scouts, they all get in the room. They all look at specific players. They all look at their guy, guy that maybe they scouted. And they, they fight for placement on that big board, so to speak, on your war room board, on your ratings board. And that's this is kind of one of those things where what he talks about is speak now or forever hold your peace, because if you look at a guy and you say, you know, I've got a question mark about this guy, make sure it's known. And if you say start to hear rumors about a particular player, you got to do your due diligence. Because you you can't find out after the fact that, oh, by the way, this rumor or this little bit of what started to leak out about a guy maybe with off-field issues or scholastic issues or memory issues or, you know, y- y- you got to figure this out real quick. Also, he was asked because so many players decided to stay in school during the COVID year. Is this a deeper draft, a more talented draft?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, everybody looked, you know, has front boards, back boards, all that stuff. But I would say we, we've spent a lot of time the last week and a half kind of thinning it out a little bit. Um, but, I mean, at one point I think we were, you know, I don't want to give a number to it, but we were significantly higher than we had been totally, you know. Um, and I think, uh, which is a good thing, you know, that's a great thing, especially in the UDFA area, you know. I think we were much higher there. I think the top of the draft was pretty, pretty similar uh, to years past, but, um, you know, those later rounds in the UDFA, our numbers were, were very high.
0: The UDFA, undrafted free agent, okay, the guys that have not been drafted by a team. What you do, and just to explain this real quick, so you've got the guys on your board that you believe are going to go in the first five, six rounds, okay? After that, you just, you're just you rating your talent of, of needs and guys you think that are going to be there. But also, you're looking at guys that you think probably won't be drafted. They're not going to rank as high, but you're looking for that diamond in the rough. You're looking for another Sam Shields. You know, you're looking for that guy. You're looking for, for numerous guys that you believe can come in and play within a year or two that can also then fortify your special teams. That's kind of kind of where you're going to go. Um, Tremont Williams, same thing, undrafted. And you, you find him, and he becomes that guy that you go, got that guy. I ended up getting that guy, and we didn't have to give up anything for him. He's coming into our system, and he's not going to cost us a lot of money for four years. And you believe he's going to become that next guy. So that's when he talks about the UDFA because there's so many guys right now that are in this draft. You're you're really you know your first five rounds, six rounds, but the UDFA's that that's where your board can get heavy because you got to put guys in that particular area. uh, Looking at all of that stuff, you know, being able to pounce the minute the draft is done, jump on this guy and say we want to bring you in. We want to have you sign with us. Come and sign with us. We're going to go ahead and get you a deal. Uh, Then, when you talk about replacing Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, when you look at this, uh, you know, and everybody says right now the Packers are desperate for wide receivers. I don't know about the term desperate after bringing in Sammy Watkins, but you still have a high need there. I mean, I think you're fooling yourself if you don't. But asking if the Packers are desperate, here's answer:
1: For a while now. (laughs) <laughs> At least since March 7th. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think uh, we've got a pretty good quarterback, and that helps, you know, significantly. So, um, you know, I think certainly there's going to be probably more opportunity for that young player if we happen to go that route to come in and, and have some opportunities, you know. So, um you know, it's not something that around here that we've had a, a lot of that. You know, I think uh, I think way back early in my career we drafted Javon. You know, with the first pick, and I think it was about middle of the year two where he just took off. You know, um, and then for about a year and a half there, he's playing as, about as good as anyone. So um, that was kind of the rule of thumb back then. You know, it took about a year and a half to really get in to where they knew what was going on. I think again, hopefully it'll be quicker um, if we if we go that route this year, but. Um, yeah, I think, to your point, I think um, when, when Tay came in, certainly having those guys ahead of him was a challenge for him to, to get the opportunities. Or maybe this time um, it won't be as big of a challenge. But I will say we've got some pretty good players in the building that uh, I think are very eager for their opportunity, which maybe they haven't had yet.
0: Okay, did you get that? He said, you know, it, hopefully it ain't the same. Oh, if we go in that direction. In other words, yeah, they, they want a wide receiver or two. And the fact that you don't have somebody in the building that's going to be ahead of them and everybody's fighting for a job, so that's not a bad way to go. Albeit, like he said, it takes guys a little bit longer. But as he had mentioned earlier in his his – question and answer period he said because a lot of these guys come out of pro systems and because they've been playing flag football and touch football and such early on and it's basically a passing catching league that these guys are probably ahead of guys that were drafted five six seven ten years ago so he goes back to yeah you know we're we're gonna have some more snaps for these guys and he talks about that with not having jordy or a guy like Devonte or anybody mbs anybody else ahead of you if you're an incoming rookie is it better to have a guy teach you or is it better to just come in and start getting the snaps right away?
1: Oh, I think it can go either way. You know, I think it probably depends on that player, you know, um, his experience and kind of his work ethic and, and all that that goes into that. Um, I've always felt having, you know, guys, when young players come in. It's one of the things I tell them through this draft process when I'm talking to some of these college guys or when we get guys in here for the first time is to find a guy on the team that you respect and that has done it the right way that has survived in this league, whether it be in your position room or whether it be outside of your position room, and, and just get in there you know, on their hip and, and, and try to learn everything you can from them because it's one thing you know, to hear from the coaches and all of us, um, but when a, a guy who's been able to play in this league for a long time, I think the, the wisdom that those guys can give is, is, is priceless.
0: Now, here's the next question, and this is the big one we end on. It's what you and I talked about. So in, you've got uh, probably a few guys you're looking at when it comes to number one picks for your, for your wide receiving core. And you're going to bring some wide receivers in, and you have Sammy Watkins, a new guy. Does Aaron Rodgers need to be there to help mentor these guys and get a hold of these free agents and get a hold of these guys
1: and get them all on the same page? Does he need to be there for this? Yeah, you know, I would push back a little bit. I mean, obviously, Randall's been very established in this offense, and he's you know been around with Aaron for a long time. Um, you know, certainly, Allen's been here for a few years now, too. So um, we've got some guys that are established, and Sammy's had obviously not – he hasn't been here, but um, he's been in the league for a long time. Um, but Aaron's going to be heavily involved in the development of not only players that are in our building right now, but certainly whoever we bring in.
0: <laughs> Again, it's not what he said. It's what he didn't say. He didn't say, yes, it's important for him to be here. He didn't say no. He said, well, Rand- he goes to Randall Cobb, the guy that's probably got another year left in the league. Oh, Randall's a veteran. He's been here before. And Sammy's been a veteran. Well, not in our house, but okay. And Alan's been here for a couple of years. Okay. You didn't say, yes, it's important or no, it's not. It's what he didn't say. Oh, Aaron's going to be very, uh, you know, key to the development of anybody we bring in. Damn straight he is. But what Gutekinds didn't say was, yeah, we need him here. He's not going to say that, but he didn't say, no, it's no big deal. We got this. Did he? No, of course not, because you and I both know Aaron doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to be a part of OTAs. He doesn't want to be a part of voluntary workouts. He doesn't want to be a part of that. He's, he's, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's, remember, this is his downtime. He's off on the pedestal. The, he's doing the, the, the cleansing and all that stuff. He's, he's over here, man. No, it's not important. But he didn't say, no, he doesn't need to be here. We got this. He just left it open. So again it's it's what's not said that is the most obvious.
1: This is downtime so you know, you know he uh, I know he enjoys that. Um. There you go. Good stuff.
0: 8778671678778671670 <laughs> He just uh, he no. <laughs> Does Aaron need to be here? Is that an emphatic yes or no? No, we got this. It's good. No, he's a veteran. He can take off. No problem. And he didn't say, yeah, he needs to be here. He needs to get on the same page with these guys. Because just like Bill Michael's show, we don't want to hear the excuse of he's not on the same page. Didn't say that either. (laughs) So he just walked right down the middle of the road. Ah, we got some veterans. We got some guys that have been here. And, you know, these new guys coming in, you know, Aaron's going to be key in their development. (laughs) I love that. I love the uh, the cliché train, you know? It's almost, well, who was it that said it before? Um, uh, uh, great day. Great day in Green Bay. Uh, it says, fun filling out the bingo card and the GM clichés used come draft time. Yeah, if you put that into a drinking game, you're hammered. Hammered out of the first round of the draft. Hammered. You won't even see rounds two, three, and four. You'll be just hammered. Yeah, here's the draft choice, and then quickly you go to that team's podcast or that team's webpage where they're going to have all of a sudden the general manager's going to come down to the podium and speak. And then, oh, you know, he's a talented guy, very athletic. And every time you hear the word athletic, drink. I guarantee, guarantee by, say, pick number five, you're already feet based and you got got your, your head in a bowl somewhere praying to a porcelain god because everybody's athletic. If you're not athletic, that should be news. That should be a description. This guy has no athleticism at all. This guy, how he doesn't hang himself tying his own shoestrings, we have no idea. He's got nothing. Everybody's athletic in some way, shape, or form. All he can go to his left. He can pick his foot up and put it down as fast as anybody, but putting them both together at the same time, poof. <laughs> That ain't happening. Guy has no athletic ability at all. As a matter of fact, uh, there was times when he goes to sit down on the toilet after a long day, uh, he ends up falling in a tub backwards. We have no idea how it happens, but he has no athleticism, no sense of perception, depth perception is completely gone, and uh, he ends up washing his face in a toilet bowl. I have no idea. Guy's a mess. Nobody ever says that. No, nobody ever says that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come this portion of the program, speaking of good water and bad water to wash your face in, brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. H2 the Letter O Doctors dot com. That's H2 the Letter O Doctors. Dot com. John Atley and the whole staff at the Water Doctors, and they support veterans. Go to h 2 com or call them if you're needing the Connecticut Water Softening System. 262-549-7733. That's 262-549-7733. Water Doctors, they got you covered. Best water softening system out there, hands down. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back, the Bill Michaels show. Continuing on. Enjoying the day. Beautiful day. uh, Actually,. looking wise anyway if you go outside the window out in front here of the uh, Hewing Hotel in downtown Minneapolis uh, there you go for those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream it looks beautiful doesn't it it's nice cars going by sunny day some white puffy clouds in the area and uh, yet it's only like 34 to 40 degrees outside and windy still pretty windy outside as well so not uh, not it looks are deceiving in this particular case Without a doubt. Uh, Hey, but it is going to warm up. We all know that. And eventually, we're going to get back out and start hitting the open road doing many different things, whether it's biking, uh, maybe you're going to do some motorcycling, you know, maybe some road trips, or you could be doing some camping taking the family, taking the friends, or maybe just a weekend getaway, motorhome, fifth-wheel, camper van, travel trailer, you name it, CUNIS RV, they got you covered, representing America's most reliable and best-selling RV and camper brands, such as Jayco, Alliance, Coachman, Dutchman, Forest River, Nexus, Gulfstream. They got them all. Got them all. And they've got great deals right now as well. So if you're looking for a, a new, used, or maybe you're looking to sell yours via consignment. They do it all. Go to Kunis RV. K-U-N-E-S, Kunis RV.com That is Kunis RV.com Tell them we sent you. Good, good stuff. Uh, so, Ben, and by the way, after the bottom of the hour, we are going to get into uh, some of the discussion. Uh, David Stearns was on MLB Network and talking about the offense specifically, some of the things we started talking about. We're going to hear from David Stearns and some of the things he had to say about this Brewers offense coming up after the bottom of the hour. So look for that in about 10 minutes. But going, And I was talking before about the NFL draft and things that you're going to hear. And you can almost play a drinking game when it comes to cliches. So if you're going to start with a drinking game
2: uh, via the NFL draft and cliche terminology, what are you looking for? Oh, I mean, the list goes on and on, but I think first and foremost, you go into the positions and they, you know, talk about a quarterback. They say, oh, he can make all the throws. Uh, he, he can deliver the ball anywhere on the field. Strong arm. It's like, yeah, you, well, when they call when they say someone has a cannon arm, it usually means he's bad at everything else. And the only thing he could do is just throw the ball. But my favorite one is, oh, this guy's a football player. Yep. Uh, see, I'll take see. Football player,
0: I'll take. I'll take a football player because that means they've got that heart and soul, that, that junkyard dog grunt mentality. I'll take that. What always kills me is athleticism, strong arm. I agree with you. It means he doesn't have great accuracy. Athleticism, all the tools. In other words, he's got all the tools, but he's not really developed. You know, all the tools, they say that a lot. Or he had all-conference all, all conference honors. You're going to hear that a lot, too.
2: All-conference honors. He's quicker than fast. <laughs> 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 Which pretty much means um, he ran a horrible 40 time, but once on tape, he outran someone. Correct.
0: He, he did something to somebody at some point somewhere. Yeah, I agree with you. They're going to be. So if you're going to get it, if you're going to get into the drinking game, though, so you're going to have to look for athleticism. You're going to have look for all the tools, conference awards, strong arm, lateral movement, quick feet, all that kind of stuff.
2: What else are you going to look for? What else is a cliche? They're going to be about 15 guys that are called generational talents, even though they probably mm-hmm. won't start in the NFL. And it's like, you know, a a generational talent's like Lawrence Taylor. But we're going to crown 15 dudes at the top of the draft.
0: Uh, The term elite will be used. Uh, And Chris, you're right. Plays with his head on a swivel. (laughs) You'll you'll hear that. Passes the eye test? Yes. Passes the eye test. You're going to
2: hear that as well. Um, for every quarterback yeah. drafted, they're just going to say, Oh, he just looks like a quarterback. Yes. The, the,
0: uh, by the way, uh, Mark says, anytime you hear the term generational talent, you take a double shot, take a double shot. Cause you know, it's not going to pan out. So you might as well look at him through bleary eyes. What else? What else would you say is, uh, attention to detail? Mark says attention to detail. Oh, this one's from Frank. Frank says, don't forget the term explosiveness. Always expl- – when it's when it's either a guy coming out of a pattern as a wide receiver or a lineman, he has explosiveness off the line. Frank, you are correct. You're going to hear that. And that doesn't mean he had a bad burrito for dinner the night before. <laughs> yeah. Luke says, high motor. High motor. The steel of the draft – from our buddy ESPN Steve. And uh, Trevor says, has the intangibles. Has the intangibles. And the measurables are off the chart, according to Chris. These are all things that you, when you hear them, drink. At this point, I think we're just looking to get
2: hammered. <laughs> oh, I've seen lists that are more than 80. Um really? Whenever a player's soft and doesn't really like contact, they're like, Oh, yeah, it's okay. He's a finesse player. Right. Um a finesse player. Okay. Linebackers that okay. wear okay. neck rolls are considered throwback players, aka yeah. they just play in a cold conference and tackle people.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh the other one, uh uh Mercury says uh versatile. He's a versatile player. Swiss Army knife. Yes. He's versatile. He can do everything. He may quarterback or play tackle, one of the two. He's versatile. (laughs) Guys that run downhill? Yeah, uh, runs downhill. The other one is he's a prospect. In other words, he's really not ready to play in the NFL. But, eh, you know, if you put some time in, maybe he'll turn into something. (laughs) Oh, this one, plug and play. Gary says you got to look for a guy being plug and play. Which is better than kid and play, because they didn't have a bad haircut, and he couldn't get his helmet on. Just an FYI. I love when they... Google kid and play, and you'll get
2: it. They talk about linemen. They say they're good in a phone booth. (laughs) Yes. Um, Except I'm sure a lot of people younger than me don't know what a phone booth is. Right? (laughs) This is true. There's
0: not a lot of people that know what a phone booth is anymore. (laughs) Uh, well, then this one, Gary says, let's not be, let's not forget the Almighty. He's very physical. That's true. You're always going to get that. He's a he's a physical player. He's got length and strength for the position. Yes, he's a physical player. You're always going to get that. Um, trying to think what else. Um, you know well, road grader, Chris. I lo- but see if they call him a road grader, um, get him. I'm all about road graders, man. You're right; he's a road grader on the offensive line, but uh, but I but I agree with you there, big time. Uh, he's an, a high IQ player. That's another good one. A high IQ player. Um. Uh oh, he could be the prospect that's got alligator arms. means he doesn't want to go across the middle, take a shot while holding onto the ball, instead refusing to extend the arms and reel in a pass outside of the frame with contact pending. See, grit versus alligator arms. I like that. Alligator arms. Usually you have that if you have to go to Manny's Steakhouse and you're not picking up the check. You got alligator arms. Throwing it out there. I like guys. All a guy does is make plays. Yeah. Oh, uh, we saw that uh, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, not going to be at the draft, and neither is Mel Kiper uh, Jr., not going to be at the draft. Kirk has, a guy, didn't, it, was it the announcement that he made that he has COVID? Kirk Herbstreet? No, he said there yeah. was a blood clot discovered. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. He's got a blood clot, and the COVID issue was uh, uh, Mel Kiper Jr., he's unvaccinated. Yes. So he cannot attend. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yep, that's what it was. Uh, oh, and the last but not least, that this guy runs downhill. Downhill. Oh, and or north-south. He runs downhill. So some of the cliches, you might as well start putting on your drink card uh, for your average bingo coming up during the draft on Thursday night. And for all your draft coverage, for everything beginning to end of the first round, Tune right here to many of these same stations. Our draft coverage begins at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock Central Time, we hit the airways. Myself, Ben Kenny, Mike Clemens, live up at Lambeau Field. We're going to bring you all the coverage uh, and everything the Green Bay Packers do as well. All the trades, all the picks. You're going to hear them all right here on many of these same stations. And if this station that you're listening to right now is not carrying our coverage of the NFL draft, then you need to download the app. Go to WOZN, the zone in Madison. Download the app or... You pay attention to us over on the Facebook fan page, on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Uh You can find us on Twitch TV. You can follow us on Twitter as well. But we're going to be on the air. Download the app. That's the best way to listen to us or go to TheBillMichaels.com and pay attention. We're going to bring you wall-to-wall coverage. First round of the NFL Draft coming up Thursday night, 7 o'clock. We will be right here. We will be right here. So, yes, we're doing all your draft coverage Don't miss it. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away and take a quick break. When we come back, David Stearns, going back to the first hour of the program, we were talking about your concern level for the offense of your Milwaukee Brewers. David Stearns, fresh off of of an appearance on the MLB Network. You're going to want to hear what he has to say about Christian Yelich and about the offense specifically. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show.
1: Covering Wisconsin
0: sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show show we uh, continue on hey uh if you are uh, like me you do a lot of traveling and uh, you get in and out of places and every now and then you check you know you just make sure that you don't bring anything home with you you know creepy crawlies or anything like that we're at the hewing hotel beautiful hotel and they are immaculate here immaculate here And love this place. But, you know, every now and then you'll travel maybe uh, into Mexico. You travel down to the Dominican or, you know, just to a bad neighborhood. Doesn't matter where it is. Or maybe your just house has things like box elder bugs or the stink bugs or whatever starting to come out. Or maybe you just want to do preventative maintenance. You know where I'm going with this, right? Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Good people over there. And uh, and they get it done. And it doesn't matter when it comes to... um, when it comes to, uh, you know, whether have you pets or kids or such in the house, uh, they got you covered. They can take care of it all for you, but all you got to do is call them, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811, whether it's, if you're noticing bed bug bites or something like that, maybe you're like, where's this coming from? Okay, you might have it. The best part about it is they come in very discreet vans. It's not like they're showing up with giant pesticide stuff written all over, figuring that your house is infested or anything. You're just maybe doing some maintenance. It doesn't really matter. Get it done. Get, this is the time of year when they start, once it starts to warm up, things start to come out. I noticed a stink bug by my house the other day, and I thought, thank God. Thank God my house is treated. I don't have to deal with that crap anymore. So I'm just telling you, Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros all over, All over the area and more than half the state. Give them a call, 414-877-5811. And if you are a property owner, you cannot go wrong with these guys. 414-877-5811 or MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. There you go. Um, So you've got David Stearns, general manager of your Milwaukee Brewers. And he was on the MLB Network, and he was talking about the offense, lack thereof, got into the Christian Yelich discussion. Take a listen to what he had to say, the Q&A back and forth, uh, when he was talking with Chris Russo uh, on the High Heat show on the MLB Network, talking about Yelich and where this team is at right now offensively.
2: You still feel confident that Yelich can be an MVP sort of talent in the National League. Let me hear your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I actually like where, where Christian is right now. I think he's hitting the ball hard. Um, we're seeing some more balls in the air. And when he's right, he's going to hit the ball hard and he's going to hit in the air. And, and uh, we've certainly seen that before. I think he's getting a lot closer. And look, what, what we need from Christian is we need him to be a good player on a good team. There, there have been times where our rosters have been structured where we needed him to carry the load and we need him to perform at an MVP level, um, we don't need that right now. We have enough around him. We have enough uh, supporting uh, supporting cast around him, uh, so that if he's just a, a good player on a good team, um, that that will certainly put us in a, in a really good spot going forward.
0: Okay, a good player on a good team. Christian Yelich, Colton Wong. Andrew McCutcheon, Rowdy Tellez, Lorenzo Cain. All of those players struggling. Colton Wong, 161, an OPS of 436. Willie Adamas, 194, an OPS of 618. Christian Yelich, 196, an OPS of only 620. Rowdy Telez, 208, with an OPS of 713. He's one of the better, more consistent hitters, batting only 208. Lorenzo Kane, 143, OPS of 384. On-base percentage of 184. Christian Yelich, at least, is at... 299. It was over 300 for a while, but he's at 299 when it comes to on-base percentage. On-base percentage-wise for this team, he uh, is third best. Really, out of everyday starters, he is the best. He's taken eight base on balls. Willie Adamas has taken nine with a 296, three points less than, uh, than Yelich 296. While Omar Narvaez sits at 297 on base percentage. So when he says we only need him to be a uh, just a, a good player on a good team, I agree with that. If you had guys around him that were all hitting, they're not hitting above 200 people. The guys around him not hitting above 200. Kane, 143. Wong, 161. Adamas, 194. Rowdy Telez is hitting 208. Narvaez 212. Hunter Renfro is 228, and he's one of the best. You know, it, it, right now this is a this is a struggle. So I agree with David Stearns, but right now you need Christian Yellich to start carrying the load. You need somebody, Christian Yelich, because you're paying him to be that guy. Christian Yelich, you need him to start stepping up and being that guy in the lineup, uh, and and he's going to draw all the all the attention. Okay, uh, he is completely under the magnifying glass because of the money and the contract and such from years gone by. I get that. So you can't just say because you're making the most money, you got to be the guy. But that's the that is the perception becoming reality. If you're making the money, you got the big contract. You got to be the man, and right now he's not. And he hasn't for a very long time. He had a brief stint last year, brief, where he started to really come on. After that, before that, not much. You are really, this is what I've always said, this is the prove-it year for Christian Yelich. This is the prove-it year. Otherwise, you're going to start to look at that contract and go, boy, we we really bit the big one on this one. And that's going to be something that's going to be very hard to get rid of eventually. So, and I'm not saying this season is even remotely over, because it's not. It's just beginning. But what you're looking for now is the optimistic rise in those numbers, the rise in OPS, the rise in on-base percentage, the rise in batting average, the rise in power numbers, quite frankly, which then should hopefully come with the rise in RBIs. So that's what you're looking for out of Christian Yelich, at least as of right now. 877-867-1670. You can hit us up uh, if you agree, disagree. Do you think, what did you make of what David Stearns had to say? It said, uh, more general managers speak. Because David's in a tough place. He's in a tough position. I kind of empathize with him. You know? They made the commitment. They went to this guy. They said, hey, here you go you know Christian Yelich like I said is going to draw all the uh, all the attention but there's other guys on this team that just not getting it done you know I, when they always put up those those uh, stats like on ESPN or MLB or or the the roster source or CBS or whatever sports you know fox whatever you're going to look at you, they always show you the team and then they always show you like the leaders you know the leaders in home runs the leader in RBI the leader in on base the leader in hits the leader in batting average Christian Yelich right now He's got eight RBIs. He's your leader in RBIs with eight. He's your leader in on-base percentage at 299. Now, others have higher on-base percentage, but for a certain number of at-bats, he's your leader. Andrew McCutcheon, when it comes to hits, 14. McCutcheon has your best batting average at 237 for an everyday regular guy with 50 or more at-bats. But everybody else, that, that's your leader. 237 batting average, 14 hits. That's it. That's a team that's struggling right now. Make no bones about it. 877 867 1670, your thoughts on all of it. Stay tuned. We got more when we come back. Final segment broadcasting live up here in Minneapolis. We'll wrap it up right after this. Right Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. My buddy Jack sends me a note. He says, uh, up there in Minneapolis and heading back into Wisconsin later this week, you're ready for it. Get your umbrella, flip-flops, mittens, suntan lotion, winter coat, sunglasses, thermals, iced tea, and hot chocolate, along with your favorite hot beverage or beer, all ready at the same time. Welcome to uh, springtime in Wisconsin. I get it. Made me smile. Thank you very much. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Mark says, I don't know what to think other than I cannot watch. Watch watch what? Watch this? Watch uh, watch uh, Christian Yelich trying to swing at a baseball? Packer fan says, six more years of Yelich at $26 million annually could absolutely cripple this team. Um, oh, maybe you, you can't watch baseball. I I get a lot of, you know, it's funny. It's, it, they complain about it here in the twin cities as well. Um, I was, uh, last night when we got into town, we were down at the hotel bar and they were talking about what sports were on television. And the one bartender kind of said outwardly to the others, well, in this hotel, we don't have Bally. So, you know, you can't watch the twins. You can't watch you know, and it goes through the whole list. You know the hockey team. You can't watch. You know any of that because they don't have valleys. So it's not just it's not just in our own backyard, not just in Wisconsin. It's all over with the way they've eliminated the streaming services and not allowed. You know the streaming services to take advantage of replaying the game. I my my uh, a really good friend of mine in Cincinnati says the same thing. You know, um, and my cousin uh, she just uh, wrote to me said, "Is it the same way up there?" because Bally's took over down there in uh, in Cincinnati and they can't watch the Reds games on streaming services and they announced the other day at Great American Ballpark uh, a crowd of over 20,000 and then they panned around the ballpark and there was maybe 6 7,000 in the ballpark maybe at best and the, the Reds stink they're they're horrible horrible the only two wins on the season they're terrible and they had, But they announced 20,000 because for whatever reason that day they had pre-sold 20,000 tickets um, for this game that was a promotional game. I don't know what the promotion was. And the argument is you quit showing ballgames. People lost interest. And now between Marty Brenneman being gone, which would be the equivalent of losing Euchre, and people not tuning in to hear him, and the fact that you're losing, and the fact that you can't watch it in many portions of the state any longer – People lose interest. I I think sometimes while you see the money, you understand it. You get the money. But as far as the ball clubs go and Major League Baseball, you're losing sight of what, what gets you there. You're losing sight of this. One of the reasons the NFL is so wildly successful is because it's over the air. It's digital over the air. You can get it damn near anywhere. And Major League Baseball... And, and individual teams, and because of the market, it's different. The, the structure financially is different. But I agree. I completely agree. Uh, 877-867-1670. So now, well, when it comes to Ben Simmons and the demise of the Brooklyn Nets, and it doesn't make me smile any wider, if I had to, I'd probably split my face open. We heard what uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take, had to say, just ripping Ben Simmons. Now Kendrick Perkins, who I don't always agree with. I think he gets too far in the weeds. He gets a little weird. But for this particular case, he talks about Ben Simmons as well.
1: Take a listen. Yesterday on NBA Today, I said that Ben Simmons is that pretty girl that's single. And everybody's wondering why she's single. Because she smokes cigarettes. That's who Ben Simmons is. The single girl that <laughs> smokes cigarettes.
0: So, in other words, she's single, she's kind of hot, but what flaw does she have? The major flaw of smoking the cigarettes, blowing that smoke in your face. Yeah, you don't want to be around her. He could have given you a lot of other analogies. I don't know why, but it got me. (laughs) Yeah, he could have given a lot of other analogies um, that would have been far more detrimental and probably funnier, but he's right. You know, it's not like, ah, uh, you know, just a little flaw. It's a big flaw, you know, for people that are, are not into the cigarette smoke and you can't look past it. Ben Simmons, you know, he is what he is. And unfortunately or fortunately, I guess depending on how you look at it, we don't have to worry about it anymore. After tomorrow night, the Bucs should do away with Chicago Bulls and this thing at the FISER forum. We're going to talk more about this coming up tomorrow on the program and this thing tomorrow and prepare – for what everybody seems to think is going to be a really, really tough series for the Milwaukee Bucks, Boston, Tatum and company playing really well right now. Really well, feeling it. I mean, they disposed of the Brooklyn Nets, and everybody said the Nets are that pesky team with the way their season went to where their season ended up to coming into the postseason. That they were going to be that pesky team that nobody wanted to play. And Boston said, bring it on, no problem. We're getting rid of these punks. They're dysfunctional as dysfunctional gets. There's no worries here. And damned if they didn't. Now, they did it on a couple of incredible buzzer beaters, but they did it. They got rid of the the pesky Brooklyn Nets. And they're looking to do the same for the uh, reigning champs, Milwaukee Bucks." Like I said before, it's going to be a physical game. Giannis down low, that doesn't bother me. Even if they put five on Giannis, as we've seen happen in the past, where teams just collapse in the paint and say, Giannis, you beat us. You know, Giannis is not going to beat us. Somebody else do. Well, now they've got different guys that can step up, and Giannis doesn't necessarily have to play in the paint. Can you go to a guy and make free throws? Can you go to a guy to make an outside 17-foot jumper? Can you go to a guy inside? Can you have rim protectors? Can you have better defense on the perimeter? That's one of their Achilles heels. Beyond that, no. Boston's a damn good team. Damn good team, and they're – they're going to give the Bucks every bit, every bit of the handful. If it, this series, many people are picking Boston to win it in five or six. But if this series goes seven, boy, I don't know if that's a, a moral victory for the Bucks or a uh, boy, you got the scare of your life for the Bucks. But it's it's going to be a hell of a season. Um eight eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 8778671670 if you got something to say say it real quick dustin says did you hear the announcer on the brewers sunday night game talking about yelly's step being late during his at bats uh, i did hear that and i i've said that before this whole thing about now like the, the grand slam that he hit he pulled that ball got it up into the air and drove that thing so he does have that power but if, if you are guessing at pitches and that's a great point. But if you're guessing at pitches, you're rec- you're not recognizing them early, which means you're going to swing late. That could be a part of guessing. Not I, Because hitting coaches prepare you for what a pitcher's tendencies are. But when a pitcher can throw you off, they can call a better game than what you're guessing. That's when you look to be a step slow or a swing slow because you're guessing at the pitches that are coming to you. Say what you want because that goes back to where everybody says, well, when they were cheating and he was getting signs and he was getting the information prior to the pitch, then he was on it. He knew what to get he knew what to expect. That's where everybody goes with this. And perception becomes reality to a lot of people, but you just don't have the proof that that was actually happening. Other than the fact that the results have not been the same since that season and since the kneecap, pick which one hurting the most. 877-867-1670. That'll do it. That's it for the day. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Get your opinion, get your thoughts, all that kind of good stuff, whether it's over on the Facebook fan page, the live stream, over on Twitter, whatever it happens to be, find us in all those locations. We certainly appreciate it. By the way, thanks to the Hewing Hotel. We'll be back here again tomorrow, but thanks to the Hewing Hotel here in Minneapolis. Here for a couple of days, Kristen's got a a bankers conference. I'm going to see Paul Charchi and our good buddy tonight. Going to do a little dinner, see a few friends here in town. Just take it easy, but good to be able to do the show here. Thanks to them for being such incredible, hospitable hosts. We certainly appreciate it and back at it again tomorrow. And don't forget, set your time, set your dial, set your phone, set your, set your computer, whatever it happens to be. Don't forget about our broadcast coming up Thursday night, round one of the NFL draft. You're going to hear it starting at 7 o'clock on many of these same stations and over on the uh, the app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone in Madison, or at thebillmichaels.com. Make sure you're here to participate. Time for us to go. Have a good one. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.